Welcome to A Girl's Guide To, the podcast designed to help generations of women enhance their minds, love their bodies, and heal their souls. I'm your host, Michaela, a girl navigating life and helping you do the same. I'm so happy and grateful that you are here. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of A Girl's Guide To and Happy New Year. I know this is, by the time you're watching it, it's going to be the second week of January. So we already celebrated the new year last year, but all month, new year, new you, New Year's resolutions, I'm sure is a big conversation that you're having with yourself, with your friends, family. What are you going to change in 2024? And for today's conversation, I wanted to talk about sobriety, being sober curious, living a sober life. Maybe that is one of your New Year's resolutions is that you really want to drink less, consume less alcohol. Maybe you're ready to just cut it out completely. Wherever you're at, let's chat about it. I have been sober for almost a year and eight months. Let me make sure I got my, yeah, I wrote it down in my notes just to be sure, but a year and eight months and like later this month. And it has been the best decision I could have made for myself physically, mentally, energetically, spiritually, like just all those things. I really believe it's just been such a blessing to have cut out alcohol completely, but maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you just want to consume less, right? And maybe socially drink like one of my friends, Steph, who's here today joining us to talk about her experience being sober curious and not being completely sober, but limiting her consumption of alcohol, why she wants to do this moving forward in 2024. And we just want to kind of chat about the experiences that we're having as young women. She's 23. I just turned 24 last month, as you probably know, my birthday. And yeah, we just want to have a conversation about this because I think we both have had some really great experiences. You know, there are some cons that we also want to discuss as well and and maybe just bring some light to this conversation that not enough young people are having. So without further ado, Steph, hey, hello. Uh, Let the girls know just a little bit about who you are, where you're at currently in your life, and why you're here today to chat about being sober curious. Yeah, so hi everyone. My name is Steph. Um, Michaela and I have been friends for a while. We went through a lot of different phases with each other, which has been so awesome to kind of see each other, um, go on our little journeys. Um, But one thing about me is that I just moved to Boston for the summer. I was there for six months, and it really taught me a lot. It made me gain a lot of perspective. Um, I made connections with people that I never thought that I would make before. Um, But it just really taught me to prioritize myself. So moving into 2024, that's definitely a large overarching goal that I have for myself is kind of just protecting my peace, listening to myself a little bit more, um, listening to my mind and my body, and kind of just going into being the healthiest version of myself. And just to talk a little bit about my journey with being sober and exploring sober curiosity. Um, I think being out of the college atmosphere, I went to college for three years, um, just being out of that lifestyle and being out of the realm of overconsumption of alcohol, party culture, everything like that, it made me kind of take a look at myself and my own drinking habits um, just in regular life as opposed to like constant party life in college. And it made me realize that I definitely want to pay attention to my limits, 
listen to myself more and just not go overboard because I feel like in college it's very easy to go overboard and everyone kind of is so in the moment that they're almost supporting it because that's just what college culture is but now being out of that I realize that I definitely take it way too far with alcohol so I'm definitely looking into limiting that aspect of my life. Thank you so much Steph for sharing I love it so excited for you on this new journey I think you mentioned that you're back at home now I don't know if you said yeah. that yeah you yeah. are <laughs> back at home now and a bit of a change in your career as well right um so a lot of new things for you in 2024 which is really exciting and I think it's awesome at such a young age any woman listening at any age but especially at least I've been told recently, like, oh, having these realizations in your 20s is really freaking cool. And I guess I didn't realize that until having conversations with women who are a bit older. And it's like, wow, good for you. Good for me. Like, good for any young woman who's like having these thoughts and these conversations with themselves about, hey, I don't really like the way that I've been treating my mind, treating my body. I don't like the things that I've been doing. And I I recognize I need to change them. Like, that's freaking awesome. So I love that. And oh, are you going to say something? I was. I was just going to say, like, those realizations are so true. And it's weird because they come out of nowhere. I feel like maybe our prefrontal lobe is developing or something like that. But I feel like sometimes I'm just sitting in my bed or taking a walk and I have these revelations that I'm like, wow, I'm really growing up and realizing some different things about myself. Oh, yeah. I had a a moment a few weeks ago and I I made um, a post on threads. I never know what to say. Like, I don't know if it's like I tweeted I posted like I never know but (laughs) I made a post on there and I just put um sometimes my brain is braining so hard that I impress myself right and it sounds like that's kind of what happened for you (laughs) you're like damn I'm really having these thoughts mind-blowing moments for sure (laughs) I love that and quickly to share a bit more about my story before we hop into some of the experiences that we've had I chose to get sober for a lot of different reasons. And I know Steph earlier, you had mentioned off camera that that's something not a lot of people consider when talking with others who are sober or sober curious that like, there's a lot of different reasons you could get sober. It's not just because you're an alcoholic. It could just be for me, it was, there was a little bit of um, a, a fear of becoming an alcoholic as it is something that runs in my family, but it was just more so I didn't feel good. I didn't like it. I'm at a stage similar to you stuff where, you know, I, I want to be the best version of me, be the healthiest version of me. So I was looking at the things I was doing and asked myself, <clears throat> does drinking alcohol support that highest version of myself? Does it support the evolution? Does it support, you know, the things that I need to do to get to that next level? And it, it didn't. And I was feeling like shit. I was doing stupid shit. I actually talked a lot about this. If you go to my old YouTube channel, there's a whole other video on there that I deep dive into kind of my personal story, but won't get too into it today. But yeah, that's a little bit of, of why I decided to get sober. And like I said earlier, been the best decision ever, but pros and cons, just like everything else, right? So Steph, I know you said you have a list of pros and cons that you'd love to get into. So go ahead and and name off a few of them to to start. Yes, I have so many. Let me pull my list up. All right, should we start with the pros or the cons? What are you thinking? Let's let's just kind of maybe go back and forth. So let's go with a pro and then a con. Okay, pro. 
I feel like maybe this is a big one. We're diving in really deep right from the start, but limiting my drinking is just trusting myself more. I feel like a lot of times I used to go out and I would black out almost every time I went out, which is really unhealthy, but there's a, like a comedy skit by John Mulvaney. Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. With sobriety and now he's sober, he's on the right path, but he has a whole comedy skit talking about like when you, um, like actively are drinking a lot every time you go out your brain kind of it shuts off early because it knows where it's heading and he has a whole skit about he'll have two drinks and his brain's already like all right we can close up shop early tonight we'll shut the lights off um mm. that was kind of happening to me every time I go out I would just drink excessively and even having two drinks I would have a lot of weird memory loss and I would have to have people explain what happened to me when I woke up and it just caused a lot of trust issues within myself so Um, not drinking as much or going out to clubs or parties sober has really allowed me to feel more confident in myself and my choices. And I'm not waking up asking people what I did or having to send out weird apology messages to people for things I don't even remember. So Mm, I love that. That is a good start. And I haven't seen that skip, but I have to look into it. It sounds really good. I totally agree. And I think it you said confidence. I'd love to nail on that because my confidence has gotten way greater since not drinking. And it's funny because I feel like so many girls especially are like, oh, I need that liquid courage. Like I need to drink to feel confident, to approach guys or girls or whoever. I need to drink so I can dance and not care. And for me, not drinking has allowed me to figure out why why was that a thought? Like what is happening for me to feel that way? Because me thinking that and then drinking is not actually creating a problem. I mean, creating a solution. It's just putting a Band-Aid over the problem. And then like every time you do it, you're taking the Band-Aid off and putting a new one on, right? You're not like actually getting to healing that wound because there's an issue there if you feel like you have to drink to have a good time. You have to drink to be confident. So I have really been able to do the inner work because anytime those thoughts come up, it's like, okay, well, where did that come from? And it's, for me, it's been just like a lack of self-love, right? It's a lack of treating myself the way that I would want a partner to treat me. So I've been doing those things. So I I know you're like shaking your head a lot. Like, yes, you totally get it. Uh, Well, I was just going to say, I feel like maybe I used to, in my early stages of drinking, used to use alcohol as like liquid courage, like you said, to dance better or talk to people better. But I feel like as I went deeper into college and deeper, like into my late teens and 20s, I was using alcohol. I don't know if this will make any sense, but hopefully it resonates with someone and someone's like, yes, the same thing. (laughs) Um, I'm using alcohol to like further the plot. Like I'm going into a party with no intentions, but I kind of like, I know a guy that I like is going to be there or I know like an ex or someone that I maybe have weird beef with is going to be there. So I'm like, I'm just going to drink and let the night take me wherever it's meant to take me. But that often led to like really unhealthy conversations and arguments. And I wasn't thinking clearly. I was kind of using alcohol to make the decisions for me. So I wasn't blaming myself, but you're the Mm. only one to blame in those situations. That's powerful, Steph. And the fact that you had that rec- that realization and that awareness is, it's awesome. I love 
especially because like you mentioned we've been friends for a long time we've known each other since we were kids so having these kind of conversations and being able to just recognize these things like kind of together it's like damn look at us like we're really we're really out here working on ourselves like working on on getting better because that's and that's not something that you know everyone unfortunately becomes aware of and and alcohol just continues to become a coping mechanism it continues to be that liquid courage and you don't actually ever heal um but Yes, that is a great pro is that if you choose to, you know, not drink or consume less, it gives you that space to be with your sober self more. And maybe that's it. Maybe people are like kind of scared. Like you said, you were scared of doing something sober and then blaming yourself. So you would just drink so that you would blame the alcohol. Maybe it's because, you know, people are afraid to be with themselves, which is like a whole other conversation and you know there's a lot that could go into you know why people overconsume and people feel the need to drink when they go out but we can definitely say starting off with the first pro like if you consume less or just don't drink at all you you will have more time to figure out what's going on figure out those underlying issues and and do that healing and have more fun I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying here is like I have I have way more fun going out now than I did when I was drinking all the time because even though it feels so fun in the moment you feel like shit after you find out the stupid shit you did while you were drunk and I don't know just now it's like I love like I just celebrated my birthday last month and I remember everything that happened and I had a great time. I didn't do anything stupid. I took great pictures, you know, like just all the things. And it's just more enjoyable. And I always like to say too, before we further this conversation, obviously it's going to look different for everybody. and, And we're not saying that everybody, you know, has to do these things. But I think obviously those listening are those who are interested. But um Anyway, you have more. So let's keep going <laughs> before we go. It's like each one I can talk so much about, you know? <laughs> no, I know. I do have one more thing to say, though, before we hop oh, into yeah, that. Go, go, go. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, like, it reached a point where I was drinking so much because I was nervous and I wanted to have fun that I wasn't even having fun. Like, I broke mm-hmm. that threshold of being like, I'm just drinking to loosen up and have fun. And I entered this world of, like, I'm drinking to just, like, it wasn't the same concept, I guess you would say. Like, I, when you're drunk like that and you're talking to people, having no idea what you're saying, and you're just using alcohol to cope with this like social anxiety, one, you're not having fun. Two, you're not having fun for the next 48 hours because you're throwing up and you're feeling guilty or whatever. So I feel like there's a very fine line between liquid courage and then just like whatever that next step is <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> a black hole of problems on too far yeah i you know perfectly said if you wanted to move on to the con though <laughs> not to bring it negative but we do want to yeah. talk about both <laughs> so something that's kind of like maybe hindering my exploration into like being fully sober and just wanting to be more sober curious is things like dating and holidays, but really dating is something that I feel like a lot of other people that are listening or watching can resonate with. I know like when I was single and going on dates and like a lot of my friends are single and they're putting themselves out there, 
we have to take a shot before we go out or we drink a glass of wine to help us loosen up. But now I know you're in the dating world. Um, so I'm kind of wondering what your experiences are with feeling nervous around going on dates and needing that drink before you go out and meet someone new. Yeah, I love this because it was definitely a challenge at the beginning stages. Now it's been almost two years, so I really don't struggle with this. And and even in the beginning stages, it wasn't necessarily with dating. It was more with friends um, because I wasn't dating when I first got sober, but I was obviously going out with friends. So that was a challenge being around other people. But with dating, I only really started – this year um after you know i hit like a year sober so those nerves those temptations for me that's really not a problem that i have to face what is a problem though or or not a problem just a challenge just something maybe unexpected is feeling kind of nervous around making like the plans or or getting a first date together because at this stage this chapter of life usually it's hey let's go get a drink and talk. Let's go meet up at the bar, right? And I don't want to do that. (laughs) Not just because I don't drink, but also for a first day, I I would like a more casual, I think, setting as far as being able to talk. Like, I don't want to meet at the club or the bar for the very first time. Like, it's loud. Like, we can't really talk. So (laughs) it's actually kind of a good thing. You know, as we're talking about it being a con, it's also kind of a pro. But Uh, It definitely is just a fear I have to get over because every time I've said, oh, I don't drink or I say, I don't even bring it up. I just say, oh, do you want to grab coffee? Do you want to do this or whatever? It's nine out of 10 times I've said to a guy that I don't drink, I've had a great reaction. There was only one instance Ironically, it was in Texas. Now, we live in Massachusetts, so this person's irrelevant anyway, but it was at a club, and I was with my cousin, and we said that we didn't drink, and they there was, like, uh, beer pong in the club. It was really cool, <laughs> but they were, like, going to play with us, and as soon as we said we didn't drink, it, it was like he got frustrated. It was so weird, and he, like, left, and his friends stayed and played with us, but it was just so strange, like, okay – you're mad I don't drink because what you wanted me to drink and like take advantage of me. Like it, it gave really creepy vibes. That was the one and only time I've ever had a poor experience with a guy. Even at the club, I've had good experiences where I'll be approached and they'll say, oh, what can I get for you? Like, can I get you a drink? Or And I say, oh, I don't drink. There was one guy in particular who was like stopped in his tracks. I was like, that is so cool. Like more people should do that. I love that. And I was like taken back. I was like, wow, I didn't expect such a great reaction. Um, so yeah, it definitely is just a, a con in the sense of it makes it a little bit more challenging to put together a date. Like I have to actually put a little bit more effort because I, I can't just be like, let's go grab a drink. Right. But even like, let's go grab coffee. It's the same shit. You know what I mean? But I think maybe it's just that fear of them reacting poorly, but then again, I've gotten over that because I'm so firm and comfortable in the lifestyle that I've chosen to live that if you don't agree with it, you think it's weird, whatever, then like, I don't even want to be associated with you. You know what I mean? So as, although it is a challenge, I would say that it's kind of 
a good thing because it like weeds out the guys that I wouldn't want to date anyway. <laughs> and I feel like in dating, like you're right, you can kind of weed people out. If you meet someone on a dating app or in real life, whatever, and like they're not cool with you drinking, then you're like, all right, thank you, next. I'm on to the next one. But I will say something that has kind of put like some anxiety into me is in my friendships, especially those friendships with people that you've been friends with for so long. And maybe they're your party friends or just people that you've drank with switching mm-hmm. over from overconsumption to limiting your consumption or not drinking at all. Like that is something that even in my journey with just starting to want to be sober, um, that's kind of caused a rift between me and a lot of friendships and new friendships that I've made too, because moving to Boston you're in a city, you don't have that many friends, you're trying to make new connections. The number one thing that everyone wanted to do was, let's go out for drinks or whatever. But it seems harmless. Like, why not? Let's just go out for drinks, because that's what everyone does. But when you're in that mindset of you're not wanting to do that, it kind of creates some like weird tension between yourself too, because you're wondering what the right choice is if I just go out and maybe have a mocktail and not drink whatever. But it is Mm -hmm. like some weird turmoil that you experience when you're on that journey. I, so with this, I I feel like icky. That's like the best word I can use to describe it. Just because I feel as though if they were your friends, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be that tension. There wouldn't be that, that fear of, are they going to want to be friends with me or not if I don't drink, right? So for you, is you you have mentioned that there has been some of that so you have had to distance yourself from friends what is that really because for me I ha- I've been very blessed like everybody in my circle has been so um supportive like all my friends all my family members and you know people have questions sometimes which I'm always open to answering questions I love explaining why I've made the decision and what it's done for me and possibly impact that person but I've been very blessed to have the support. So for someone who maybe is struggling with the friendship area of it, what would you say to them? Or what did you do to work through that? Yeah, it was really tricky, especially with friends that I've known for a while or friends in college, because I feel like I was like known for drinking. I was known for being the person that always took it too far. I was known for being like the fun, crazy friend, even though like the fun craziness was like at the expense of myself. Um, I was always known for like being funny and taking it too far and like always being the person that is down for anything. And now that I'm down for anything except for wanting to go out and drink like a crazy person, people have just had a lot of like passive aggressive things to say, or even just outright things of people telling me, oh, you're so boring now. Oh, like you're, you're just so boring. You don't want to do anything. And I have to joke around and say to them like, yeah, I'm just in my grandma area grandma area my grandma era um but recently I've been like why do I have to do that like why do I have to make an excuse and say oh I'm a grandma and laugh it off when like this is a choice that I'm making for myself so I think if you are exploring sobriety or just like want to limit your consumption my advice now kind of after going through what I went through is just being very firm in what you believe if you're kind of like loose about it and you like nervously say to people like oh like I don't know. I'm probably not going to drink tonight. Then that's when people start encouraging you being like, why not? Why not? Mm. Even though they should never ask why not. But when you're not firm and you just don't outright say, yeah, I'm not drinking tonight. I'd still love to come, but I'm just not going to have a drink. I hope you can respect that. 
you have to be absolute in what you're saying or people just kind of take it and run with it. Mm. Yeah, you have to respect your decision enough for people to respect it, respect yourself enough for people to respect you. And then if they don't, and there is that peer pressure or whatever it is that they're trying to do, encourage you to drink, then that's another conversation about if they even are your friend, if you should even be spending time with them because a big part of growing up and something that, you know, Steph and I, as she mentioned, going through different chapters of life with each other, a big part of growing up is losing friends and gaining new friends and finding people who are like-minded. And sometimes you evolve at a different rate than people and maybe you'll reconnect or maybe you won't, but you have to definitely put your priorities first, focus on yourself, do what you feel is best for you. And those who really are your friends, those who really do love and support you and see why you're doing it. Or, I mean, like you said, they don't even really need to know why if they love you, if they're your friend, if they support you, then they're going to be like, okay, cool. Like I still want you there regardless. Right. So that's awesome that you've been navigating that and I would just say, yeah, find find those good people, get around good people, because it definitely helped me in, in my beginning stages. Having that support was really helpful. Like that's definitely a tip that I have if you are sober curious and you want to still go out and enjoy life like I am the life of the party at the club I love going out dancing I have so much fun and I don't have a single ounce of liquor in me like not one drop yeah I I love going out with her (laughs) thanks girl (laughs) I I just went to a a wedding back in November and I told myself I was going to be the first one on the dance floor and I was not a single drop of alcohol I was like I'm I'm at this point, it's become just like a mission to be the most fun, sober person possible to show people that you don't need to drink to have fun. And all the people, like when you're like that, like you were saying, Steph, when you have that firm belief and you're just like, this is my lifestyle, this is what I do, people don't question it because it's just who you are. Um, and it And that energy just also will repel people who won't support you, right? Just like law of attraction yeah. <laughs> I've also just realized like growing apart from someone and realizing like you're not as like-minded as you once were is okay like it doesn't mean you have beef with the person you don't have to have this extreme falling out to realize like maybe you're not friends for this chapter of your life and it's totally fine to kind of just walk away from that friendship for the time being or just stay very service level for the time being and everyone grows at their own rate like you were just saying and then when you kind of find that like-mindedness again cool like they can come back into your life or like at whatever level you want them to, but it's not a bad thing to grow apart from people. And I think people assume that when you're not friends with someone, it has to be for some huge reason or some angry negative thing, but it really doesn't have to be like that. And I feel like growing up being in your early to mid twenties, like you're realizing that now more than ever, that it's okay to just do your own thing and meet back with people or not meet back with them, depending on where they're at. Yes. Love it. With that energy, let's move on to another pro on your list. Got you, girl. Hold on. (laughs) Hmm. I have a few. Let's see. Okay, we just talked about realizing who your real friends are and maybe, like, not having everyone be your everything friend. Some people are just party friends, and that's fine. Um, 
I feel like I just, I got better sleep. I had lower stress levels and I finally got out of the cycle of going out Thursday through Saturday and then Sunday through Wednesday, I'm just unpacking and I'm not really like being present and choosing to do activities that like I wouldn't have time to do if I'm just constantly thinking about partying. It's really allowed me to like tap into new hobbies and try Mm -hmm. new activities and I don't know, just do some healthier activities that don't just surround the party culture which has been really eye-opening for me too Mm. yes I it kind of goes hand in hand with what I was saying about dating because I've kind of gotten more creative as far as okay well where are we gonna go out because I don't like New Year's Eve for example um right now at the time of recording it's not the new year yet so I'm still planning my New Year's Eve you know uh, event, whatever, whatever we want to do, we're figuring it out. And there's like a lounge that we could go to, but it was like, just kind of for you to sit and drink. And I'm like, well, see, if I'm going to go out for New Year's Eve, I want to go somewhere where I can dance at least like somewhere where there's a dance floor because I don't drink. So in that way, it's definitely made it where it's, it's a pro, right? Because it's like, you're doing new things things not around just going to the bar and the club but I think it's also made it just slightly challenging because now it's it takes a little bit more of me to want to go out because like I'm not just gonna go out just to go out and drink like because I don't do that you know what I mean but um I think gray area in terms of like where to go and how to plan for different things like that especially the new year there's just such an emphasis on like I don't know. There's just such an emphasis on New Year's Eve to do New Year's Eve things. So when you're looking for new options, it's a little tricky. But I also feel like now my eyes are open to new options where just Mm -hmm. on a normal day, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like during the week, there's a day for everything. There's Margarita Monday, Tequila Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, (laughs) everyone has to go out. There's always an excuse to go out and drink. But now that I have like some more free time and I want to explore different options, I'm doing things that I just never thought I would do because I have free time to do it. Like I'm doing mm. kickboxing now, which is something really different what? that I'm, yeah. And I have gotten into reading and I know these sound like maybe some grandma hobbies, but I'm just really enjoying finding some new things. And that's been awesome for me. I don't think that you sound like a grandma. I don't think you're in your grandma era. I think that honestly, like fuck that label and like take your own advice, stand yeah, firm in your belief. You know it's really put some pressure on me. I feel like now I'm like always thinking like, do I sound like I'm trying to push this agenda on people to not drink? Do I sound like I'm trying mm-hmm. to be too mature for my age? But I really have to like, again, regain that trust and confidence in myself that like, I'm just making a choice. Like it's not that deep. People don't no. need to label it as anything. I just am making choices for myself and it doesn't need some sort of justified explanation. Yeah, it's, it's honestly because of the culture that we have here I can only speak for America, obviously, like, I don't know what the cultures are like in other countries, but it is a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's just a very common thing, alcohol. Like, I mean, it's, it's American culture to drink, like everywhere you go, there's a drink menu. Like you said, the days of the week, we have freaking labels. (laughs) So I, I only think that it's I think it's challenging to and and the reason why we feel these 
fears of judgment is because of that. It's like, oh, you're not cool if you don't drink or you're a grandma if you don't drink. And it's like, no, I just am making this choice. And I feel like it, it you know, it, it goes back to what we were just saying about the support and everything. But um, I also think that reading and, you know, like you were saying, like grandma hobbies, I don't think there's any age limit or restrictions to any hobby like you can be at any age and do anything you want you know what I mean and if you're doing it because you enjoy it and you love it right like screw everybody else and by doing that and having that confidence having that trust with yourself and the decisions you're making you are going to attract more people who are like that as well especially if you have such a strong energy about it like it's crazy I've met so many sober people the last year online I've connected with them even one guy that I connected with was also sober and that really started happening when I shifted my beliefs into this is who I am I'm proud of this I'm gonna stick with this and if you don't like it then fuck you (laughs) like you know what I mean like not like you know obviously that harsh but Everyone has the right to their own opinions and you don't have, I always say this, you don't have to agree with what somebody's doing, but you should always respect it as long as they're not putting themselves or anyone else in danger. Well, I do feel like a lot of people are kind of moving towards being sober or being sober curious. Like you said, like maybe like I wasn't really looking out for it or like I wasn't old enough, but I feel like now. I'm seeing so many more people wanting to make this choice. So it is getting a little easier for people to respect that decision and whatnot. So I just think it's cool. I feel like now that I've kind of spoke out about it to my friends and stuff, even they're like, you know what? That doesn't seem like too bad of an idea. Like maybe I'll drink less or maybe I won't go out as much. And I feel like in a weird way, I'm kind of slowly inspiring people just to make some healthier choices. I also feel like 2024 is kind of the year of like more individual hobbies and more of like a slower, quieter lifestyle. So I feel like all those things combined, people, or maybe I am just seeing my own little realm, but it's good, even if it's in my own little world, that people are moving towards this like quieter, calmer lifestyle. It's interesting. I love that you bring that up because I have also been feeling that energy around this next year. I saw something that said like, something about letting go of everything that you've been carrying since 2020. And it's interesting because obviously 2020 was a year unlike anything that most of us, especially at our age, have experienced before. So maybe, who knows, maybe the drinking habits even came from 2020 for some people, right? Like people will talk about how they did nothing but drink all day every day right so it's interesting and I also saw something (laughs) I swear I'm not always on social media but when I am I try to consume good things but I saw another thing that it was like a podcast of of some guys and they were a bit older and they were talking about how like Gen Z is making sobriety like a cool thing um we are Gen Z right I got that right Yeah, okay. <laughs> I always forget which one. But yeah, I, and I I agree. It, I think it's really freaking cool. I think that our generation is, is much more in tune with our emotions and just with self. Like we are just a generation that wants to discover ourselves and become better. And obviously not everyone, but just like every generation, you have those people who are, you know, kind of stick out or whatnot. But 
I have also been seeing that. And it's really special to have people in your circle who are experiencing it as well, whether it be like in-person friendships like us or even online. Like that's one of the reasons I love social media is because I've been able to connect with people who are also sober or sober curious. Um, But I realized how far we got away from your original pro. (laughs) (laughs) But I told you this would happen. But I I think you had just, you had also mentioned like your health though and, and like you just feeling better. And that was the biggest realization I had was that I had so much more energy and as an entrepreneur I need a lot I mean everybody wants and needs energy but especially working for myself it can be very easy to just like roll over back in bed and not get up to come to my desk like it's all in the same room you know what I mean it's not like I clock in at work so I noticed like my energy was better my mental clarity and just like even my creativity was better um just everything emotionally physically my body just all of that felt so much better even like kind of like right away you know like it it happened quickly and now that it's been so long I can't even imagine for me at least I can't even imagine like picking up a drink just because it's been so long and it's it's funny because I dream about it it's really weird I've been having dreams about it recently where I'll be at a party or something. I think especially because it's the holidays right now. So it's probably yeah. just been on my mind and on my subconscious more than normally. Um, but yeah, I I will wake up and like in the dream, I'll drink and I'll wake up feeling so terrible. Like just so, so interesting. Guilt, right? Isn't it weird? Like so much guilt. And it's happened like twice now in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I... I am a big believer in like the subconscious mind and dreams and how it all just in, you know, it all connects. So now I'm waking up thinking, shit, okay, like, what did this mean? What did like, what thoughts am I having that I'm not processing what that I'm not like actually going through? Um, Because yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a weird thing. It's weird. (laughs) I have super vivid dreams as well. Like literally every night I dream in color. I'm having these vivid storylines, but never something about that. But I also just wanted to say that another pro that kind of goes with what we're talking about is I just feel like a real person. And this is my personal experience. So I kind of want to tap into this, but let me collect my thoughts. Hold on. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, this is something that really hit me as I like was single for a brief period of time and I like was meeting people and going on dates and kind of just like, I don't know, this is like a little TMI about me, but I'm a serial dater. I feel like I was always in a relationship. Michaela knows. I just like, I really like having a partner. I feel like it makes me a better version of myself, but, um, and I'm very happy with my partner now. We're in a great relationship, but I just wanted to say when I was dating and meeting new people, And like the dating culture for me was like going to a frat party and meeting someone or going to the college bar and meeting someone. Sure, I would get past that first step where I talked to someone at a bar, I talked to someone at a frat party, I'd get their number, whatever. But then when it became like, maybe I was talking to this person a little bit more, and we were kind of connecting, I realized like I, this is just my personal experience, I wasn't a person of substance. Like I was meeting these people on Hinge or whatever, and I would see like, they went skydiving and they've traveled to all these different countries and they've had all these experiences. So when people were asking me about myself and they were like, what are your hobbies or what have you done? What have you experienced? And this doesn't all have to do with drinking and drinking wasn't the reason why I'm not experiencing 
many of these things, but it made me realize like, wow, if my only hobbies are like putting on a cute little outfit and going out, but like not having other experiences as much as that's so much fun. And like, I look cute while doing it. Like now that I'm meeting people and I want to progress in a relationship with them, whether it's a relationship or friendship, like I'm not even building upon myself at all. Like drinking was kind of holding me back from finding hobbies and like, I didn't even know what I was. If someone asked me to describe myself in three words, who am I? Like, I feel like I just lost myself in college and had no idea of what I was. So I had to take a step back. And this is one of the big reasons why I'm choosing to drink less. Like I really had to take a step back and do some self-work. And now when I meet people, I can confidently say like, these are my interests. These are something that I've recently done that I'm proud of. And I'm so proud of myself for being able to do that because I really was not able to do that before. Oh, you're going to make me cry. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Steph, that that really makes me. <laughs> um, I haven't really cried a lot on the podcast. You know, you hit oh a soft gosh. spot because, yes, man. Oh, girl. <laughs> no, that just makes me really happy to hear. And I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you. I'm mm-hmm. so happy you're in a happy relationship and just working on, on yourself like that you deserve that. You've always deserved that, you know? And I think a lot of young women, especially, but actually I shouldn't say that every woman, because I've had conversations with, I know you saw my post um, recently that I made for those listening. If you didn't see it, I kind of did just a slight rebrand where, you know, originally wanted this all to be about women in their twenties, but I recently changed it to generations of women because I've had conversations with women from so many generations that I've realized these messages can impact in a much greater way than I originally had imagined, which is so wonderful. But what I was going to say is that as women, we feel often selfish to do those things, to take time for ourselves, to take time to love ourselves and discover ourselves, right? We're so nurturing it's our it's just our natural natural nature wow yeah I just said the same word three different ways (laughs) but no we're you know obviously that feminine energy in us we are nurturing beings and we love so hard and so strong on others that we forget to do that for ourselves and then when we do we feel selfish and it's so important to prioritize yourself and I think this is like for me especially, and it seems like obviously for you too, Steph, not drinking, getting sober, being sober curious, whatever you want to say, alcohol-free, like that is a part of self-care and self-love. That is a part of us prioritizing ourselves because it's given us that space and that opportunity to sit with the sober person and to really figure out who she is, especially at any age. But I think especially right out of college, because I I know I obviously didn't do that. But for you, Steph, like, even out of high school, and not going to college, I think it it happened for me just a little bit earlier, right? It's like, because when you go to college, you are still in that same structured space that you were in for all of school. And so coming out of whether it be high school or college, it's a whole new world, okay, as as Jasmine and Aladdin would say. <laughs> it's a whole new world, bitch. And it's just like, wow, am I going to continue doing these things that I've been doing that have been comfortable for me? And, you know, like, 
some people do, right? Some people choose to stick with those drinking habits and never do the healing. And that's why there are women who are like in their 40s or however old that are just now having these realizations. And no judgment there, like whatever age it is that you have those realizations, it's it's beautiful. But yeah, I think that, I think alcohol just causes a lot of problems, honestly. And yeah, but you're going to say something, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like right out of college or for you, like right out of high school, whenever you just have time to yourself, because for you, it was like, out of high school, you were already doing like self-exploration and just trying a lot of new things. And for me, like, now I'm not in a class schedule. I, I'm not having to, I have to go to the frats. I have to go to the bars. Like I finally have free will, more free will than I've ever had before. So it really allows you at whatever age to just sit with yourself and be like, what do I actually want? Other than what this chapter, like what society tells me I have to be doing in this chapter of my life, you're really for the first time allowed to make choices. And honestly, as much as the pandemic sucked, COVID sucked, I think it instilled some level of individualism and self-expression that would have never happened if the pandemic didn't happen. I think as much as it was soul crushing or whatnot, like it was such an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. And that's something that I'm so happy to take out of COVID. I feel like from 2020, um, I'm still learning, like you said, to let go of those things from 2020. But from 2020 to 2024 now, I am finally able to say, like, I am becoming the person that I want to be. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without some sort of exploration and individualism within myself. Mm. That's such a beautiful way to look at the pandemic. And I agree there. Think about all the people that have started businesses during that time. I did, my dad, a lot of small businesses who I support started then, or just people picking up new hobbies or having more time with themselves, right? It It's awesome. And I'm so excited for 2024. I feel like even just I'm this conversation so alone is like, it gets me so excited. And I, I'm excited for other people to really experience what life is like without the consumption of any substance really, or, you know, just less of it maybe, right? Because I feel like we could have a whole other conversation about weed and like yeah, the consumption know. of that. Like, <laughs> but, to talk about that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but just, I think with any, you know, with any substance, the consumption of it, it really needs to be a question of why, why am I doing this? You know, what is the purpose behind this? Um, and a lot of times you realize that it's not a good reason, right? Like it's not, it's not because you, it's going to make you a better person or it's going to make you feel genuinely good, right? Like it's not going to support you long-term. So working on those, just like we were saying earlier, working on those root, the rooted issue and, and really mm -hmm. getting past that. Um, but before we wrap up, because we're kind of reaching the end here, did you have any more pros? I, I know we talked a little bit about cons, or maybe the cons too. Anything else on your list that we didn't touch on that like you really did want to get across? Um, I feel like we talked a lot about like, just everything all at once. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this conversation went in different ways that I wasn't expecting, but I'm so happy that it did because I was able to kind of express myself more. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I want to come and say like, sobriety isn't something that many people understand and it's not something that people have to understand I think 
choosing to be sober or just making healthy choices in general has to do with nobody but yourself. Like we're talking a lot about limiting consumption and we're talking a lot about not drinking at all, but there are probably some people listening on this podcast just because they like you and they want to hear what you have to say and they don't have a problem with drinking. Like some people do not have a problem or they do not have a reason to stop because their why is just because they enjoy it and they have fun and that's totally fine. So I just want to say if you are someone that can go out, drink appropriately, have a great time, keep doing that. But if you're not, just listen to yourself. Be honest because I wasn't being honest with myself for years and I was making up these reasons as to why I was drinking and I was just making up reasons for why I did a lot of things in my life. But these last six months, man, like, wow. I just feel like I really, I've asked myself a lot of questions. So just keep asking yourself questions and be honest with your choices and do what feels right to you. You don't have to stop anything. You don't have to do anything. Just follow your own intuition. Mm, Love it. Perfectly freaking said, Steph. And with that, where can any girl listening who wants to reach out to you, connect with you, give you a little follow on socials, where can they find you? Yeah, um, Instagram is probably my biggest one. I feel like I'm very active on Instagram. And I kind of want to take my Instagram to new heights in 2024. Like instead of just posting like a picture, I kind of want to like recommend books to people and just different foods. I'm expanding my palette more. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's Steph, S-T-E-P-H. And then there's two H's. So H-H Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R. You can find some recommended content that I have on there. I'm really trying to do new things with that. And my TikTok is Steph, one H, B-A-X-8. So you can find some other content on there. Awesome. And I will be sure to leave all of her information in the description and the show notes and all that so you guys can find her. I think the new content that you want to roll out or that you have been doing sounds fabulous. I was loving your Boston content back when you were living there. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited to see what this new chapter of content brings. And speaking of new chapter of content, this is now season two of A Girl's Guide to I, well, the last episode was officially season two. I wasn't sure if I was going to start it with the new year, but I'm very much like that where I just like things to be lined up. So I'm like, I know we just technically started season one, but we're calling this season two with the new year. So get ready for all of the new content coming, more conversations with inspiring women like my lovely friend Steph here. Thank you so much, Steph, for coming on, for chatting, for just sharing all the wonderful insight that you've developed in even like you were saying six months, like that's a short amount of time. Right. And that just goes to show that if you work on yourself, you prioritize yourself, like you can really reach new levels of self-discovery and just unlock new versions of yourself quicker than you think. And there's a lot of opportunity on, you know, the other side of your doubts or your fears. And um, I just love to see like how far you've come and it's, it's, it's so wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on today. And of course, of course. And to all the girlies, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Girl's Guide 2. And be sure to come back on Friday for another solo episode. I will see you then. Bye.